Uh, good day, everyone, and welcome. This is on the turnbuckle straight after what was an amazing WrestleMania 36 or night one of. Uh, Lyle and Walsh, you joining me as well. Good day, boys. Very good day, Tony. How's it going? Not too bad. Uh, what an amazing finish. We've got to start there because that, that will be embedded in my head for a long, long time. I'm, I'm going to go as far as saying that that graveyard match or boneyard match was one of the best WrestleMania matches ever in the history of WrestleMania. It is definitely one of the most creative uh, matches I've ever seen. I think it could be the most creative thing WWE have done in a decade. Um, had like aspects of Walker, Texas Ranger and aspects of a Tarantino film. I really, I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I feel it had um, like Lucha Underground kind of feel to it with that cinematic universe. Um, but it was taken outside the ring. I thought it was good. It had the music involved with all the, um, I don't know, the, the surprise elements in it. it. It was fun. It was definitely fun. I popped so hard for Gellows and Anderson appearing with that cheesy kind of music, that <laughs> cowboy music. I love that. Yeah. And how, that. Good, how good for them to actually get to fight The Undertaker? Yeah, I mean, Undertaker at WrestleMania is obviously still an important thing to do. And one of the really great things about shooting like that is you can shoot around The Undertaker's limitations and he looked as good as he's ever looked in the wrestling ring because they probably had a thousand takes. And uh, yeah, I just, I can't speak highly enough. I think looking online, the feedback has all been almost unanimously positive. Yeah. I think they should do more things like that. With, especially with someone like The Undertaker, who, you know, all right, he's moving around slowly, but in a real fight, that, you know, that's taken in a, well, a barnyard or, you know, he's going to move slow. I, I thought it, it worked real, really quite well for him. And so you so want a barnyard match? <laughs> well, it was there was a barn. It was a barn there. Horses so, and donkeys. You know, well, easy. That's a different kind of website, Tony. <laughs> you're, uh, you're yeah, yeah. I, well, it actually. I'm looking forward to the match tomorrow. Be on the back of this now. The uh, five fun, uh, fun house match. You know, if they're going to get that kind of creative with it, um, yeah, I hope they do more of this stuff uh, going further. It was better than I hoped it would be. So I hoped, it, like, I expected it to be shit. I hoped it would be, you know, good. But it was, it was nothing like I'd pictured. And um, I just, I loved it. Well, did we actually expect them to go into an actual graveyard or were we expecting it to happen in the ring? No, I expected a graveyard because yeah. I knew it was shot on location. Um, yeah. oh. That's the benefit of being... You couldn't have done, as you said, Tony, they, they would have had that match in the wrestling ring Correct. and it would, have been, it would have been 10 minutes of entrance and then a really slow match where AJ tried to work around The Undertaker. But the way they were talking to each other, like The Undertaker's delivery, he should be in movies. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was an ass kicker. The way he was slowly dragging AJ along and just... Talking him through it, you know, you got yourself into this, and 
you know, his whole verbiage, you know, leading up to the finish was amazing. And if they did it in an arena, you know, he should be the killer in a movie or something. Like he, yeah. there's every, every bit of the Wolf Creek about him, you know? Yeah. Well, he might get some parts on the back of this. That's the, the funny thing about it. I oh, see if it was in an arena, they would have had their, the hole dug off to the side of the entranceway. Like they have done in buried alive matches and it's sort of, takes it out of that match flow. But no, I thought it was, it was brilliant. It was definitely brilliant. As and I the s- use of the entrances, those entrances yeah. sort of, when I saw those entrances, my hopes were raised because AJ's was fantastic. I know we were having a group chat and we all really liked AJ's entrance, but then the Undertaker's motorbike to the graveyard, um, that raised my expectations even more. And then the match delivered on that. So was that Undertaker... Circa 1997. American Badass, I think so. Yeah, I think it was around that. It was sort of early early 2000s, late 1990s. Yeah, yeah. well, it was during the Attitude Era. Yeah. No, it was amazing stuff. And, and thank God for it, because we nearly all lost our faith in wrestling after the Braun Strowman and uh, Goldberg match. <laughs> it wasn't that atrocious. All I could yeah. say, it was it was bad, but all I can say is thank God that Braun won because I was worried after those early spears that he was going to get squashed and then he, <laughs> his character's dead forever. At least now with him winning, I feel like Roman can go on the chase. Braun can be a heel because um, I think the crowd's going to want to boo him because of some things that he said online recently. So um, just play into that. Have Braun as a bad guy. And I feel like that can work now. And he needed the championship at some stage. Yeah. I hope he just comes out on Raw, smashes up some things, you know, a few squash matches, just murder people with that that power slam. And, yeah, you know, Roman's going to chase. Look forward to seeing it. And they have good chemistry, though, too. Roman and Braun? Yeah. Yeah. That's what made Braun, I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, women's title match, Shayna Blazer, uh, Baszler and uh, Becky Lynch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, that was uh, better than I expected it would be. I didn't see the whole match because I was uh, sidetracked during that, so I'll have to go back and watch it. Um, I was, yeah, I think I was taking my puppy out to the, go to the toilet so he didn't piss on the carpet. So, so you use that as a puppy piss break match. Okay, fair it enough. It wasn't my decision. That's a new one. Well, I'm, glad it it wasn't take, I'm glad it was you taking your puppies out, not your girlfriend. Well, she was still in bed. Oh, what? I oh, know. <laughs> Actually, uh, I thought, that, I no, thought that that was, the line of the night was Gronk at the start, where he said, I definitely know how to start a party on Saturday and finish it 30 hours later. That was a great line. I've actually lived a few of those parties in my time, Tony. <laughs> 30 hours would have been a short party for you, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, at one stage. Um, <laughs> I think my Bucks night went for three days. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, but look, I don't think Gronk added anything to the show. Oh, no. Nah. He, he, he's horrible in that scripted WWE setting. He loses anything that made him Gronk in the NFL. I'm a big NFL fan. So anything that made Gronk Gronk was because he's so opposite to the cookie cutter 
NFL answers and stuff like that. But mm. yeah, him just reading a teleprompter or whatever he's doing and delivering in that WWE cheesy way, I don't think it's going to work. Is there well, a chance he gets... he's living up to his name of being a Gronk? <laughs> Is there a chance he gets yeah. a twenty four seven title tomorrow? One hundred percent. I think it's guaranteed. He's going to win it. it? <laughs> he's going to win it. Don't worry about that. He. Uh, yeah, if they've signed him up, he might be an 18-time champion and beat the truth right. record by the end of this. I'd like to see uh, Mojo just destroy him. That would actually be ideal, but I don't think that'll happen. And I don't like Mojo, but next to the Gronk, he's a baby face. <laughs> yeah, what do we think? Be working heel in this program. What do we think of it all, guys? It was so strange not having the crowd, wasn't it? It was just really weird. Some matches suffered more than others from it, which is what we sort of suggested might happen. Like, a ladder match without a crowd, I just felt for the guys, because, I mean, they they wrestled really well, and it was a really good match, but they deserved to have the pops and, and whatnot of the crowd, because um, it, it's hard to see the blokes putting their bodies through that at the best of times. Um and to do it in front of no one, it kind of makes it, yeah, kind of makes it even harder to watch those bumps. Yeah. Um, I like, I think when, um, oh, I don't know which Uso it was, got thrown off the uh, top of the turnbuckle. There was only one. Obviously, that was a cat. Yeah, that was a camera cut. So that's good that they could hide some of those bigger bumps. Um, you know, a lot better. Obviously, the guys didn't have to take take a crazy bump like that. But, yeah, definitely, I don't know, the whole show loses a lot with no atmosphere there. Um, you know, the Brian and Sami Zayn match, I thought was good. It was really good. You know, they worked a, a, a stiffer style. So, you, you know, the kicks were hard. The punches were hard. I think it worked because of that the camera being so close uh, to the in-ring action. So they worked it better than others also. I thought that no crowd added to the brutality of Rollins versus um, Owens. Especially, Especially the second half. Yeah, when that yeah. became no DQ and <laughs> Rollins was hitting him with the weapons and, and whatnot, I thought that having no crowd added to the realism and the brutality. So when they tried to run traditional wrestling like let's just say like the Baron Corbin versus Elias match it felt stale mm. but when they did something different like the Boneyard match the Sami Zayn match um, versus Brian and then the Rollins and Owens match it really worked in favour of the product so yeah. it's definitely it's definitely doable yeah I think the, the camera being so close and like Kevin Owens, the, that winded groaning from the yeah. jumping off the... That adds something that you you probably lose. Uh, not the realism of the stunt because obviously you still got to fall a fair distance, but actually hearing a grown man groan of that winded... And we've all been winded before, so you know what that feels like. Um, yeah, it definitely added to added to the match for sure. I feel like some of the wrestlers really jumped on that using their voice to sell because it's something that they don't usually do. And so some continue to not need not doing it. 
and it didn't feel real. Whereas someone like Rollins and The Undertaker, when they sold, they really sold with their voice as well as their body. And it, um, it elevated the performance. What about the uh, three-way one-man ladder tag team championship match? <laughs> I really uh, found it hard to get my head booking? around it. <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, WCW. Um, of yeah, course, but what are you meant to do, though? Yeah. Nah, crazy circumstances, so you got to give that a pass, you know, for the... Uh, it was a good match. Yeah, no, really definitely it was a good match. match. Yeah. You know, uh, the... I think you mentioned the creative finish for the sake of creative finish. Is a bit yeah, of a I, some, sometimes. I sometimes feel like with ladder matches, everyone... Look, originally the first ladder matches, everyone was trying to outdo each other. But now I feel like everyone tries to get that creative, I've never seen it before, finish. And after an amazing match, sometimes... And I thought this happened tonight. The finish took away from how good the match was because they tried to be too creative with it. Um, yeah, I didn't love the finish, but I did love the match. Yeah. It's, it's sort of strange when someone lucks into a win like that, you know, getting headbutted and then grabbing the belts and falling. It's not like he was in the winning position, but, you know, walks out with the belts. that work. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting to see where they go from here, how long their partners, you know, have to be quarantined longer for. So, well, it was only one of their sure. partners. It's only the Miz that was quarantined. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. They, it was only the Miz. No, oh, okay. Well, he should only be quarantined for fourteen days. One would think. Well, as soon as his fever's gone, I don't think he tested positive. I think he just had came turned up to work with a fever. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> classic Miz always, uh, always uh, being the model employee. Rolling up sick, probably not the best time to do that. <laughs> so a couple, of, a couple of final questions on day one of WrestleMania, boys. Uh, what could have been improved, if anything? Well, they could have had a crowd. Um, now, look, obviously, <laughs> over two nights, there's uh, there's some matches that probably wouldn't have made the card that were on the card. Um, the Corbin Elias match springs to mind. There's a couple tomorrow, um, but. You've got to fill out two nights of wrestling, so what do you do? Um, I, I'm not sure, but I wouldn't have had the Corbin and Elias match. It was, look, it was a perfectly acceptable wrestling match, but is it WrestleMania quality? It's probably backlash yeah. quality. Yeah, pre-show backlash quality. Um, I think the performers working on the second night, hope they can take a little bit out of the the matches that actually delivered in the ring. Um, They're already recorded. Of that. So there's probably not much they can do with that live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to work on the uh, kayfabe live like Tony was this morning. Um, no, he yeah, thought it was live. Uh, it's, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I wasn't going to throw you under the bus, Tony. That's why I said kayfabe. But, um, yeah, interesting. Hopefully... You know, more of the experienced guys take the lead in the matches and work like the better matches that delivered today. Um, yeah, because you can tell the difference between the the experience and non-experience, especially with the live crowd. So, uh, out of ten, boys, what do we give it? Day one. Um, on a on a no crowd WrestleMania scale. Yeah, got to be up there. 
probably one of the <laughs> best no crowd to. WrestleManias we've ever seen. <laughs> I um, oh, yeah yeah. I think look, the job of night one was to probably build and then make you anticipate night two. And on that note, I think it delivered because after the Boneyard match, I'm looking forward to night two more than I was half an hour before the Boneyard match. Um, I'd probably give it a, a seven out of 10 because it was better than I expected that it was going to be. Yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. Definitely better than I think anyone would have expected. And yeah, it was a great ending. It was very, very and good. At the end of the day, like... We've got no entertainment, no live entertainment to watch, right? We're all in quarantine. There's no sport. Whether you liked or disliked WrestleMania night one, you've got to respect the fact that they put the show on. People busted their asses. They, like, no, one, no one didn't work their ass off in their match. And it's a credit to every single performer. And I am really appreciative. Same as I have been for... Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, NXT, that we're actually getting this product that we can watch. Yeah, it's fickle. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That's that's really good. All right, boys. Well done. Hope, glad you enjoyed it. Look forward to catching up with you after night two, and we'll do a full wrap of, uh, of that tomorrow as well. Uh, go spend some family time, guys. Um, no, More. go play PlayStation. Uh, enjoy that. Yep. PlayStation it is. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Our, uh, our WrestleMania Night 1 episode. There's another co-host. Exactly. Right here on the turnbuckle. <laughs> How do I stop this recording? There it is there.